What's up, everybody? This is Kenzie from Daring to Cowboy on Instagram, and you're listening to the Stirrup Conversations podcast. As the equestrian industry continues to evolve, more questions are being raised and more focus is being placed on the welfare of our equine athletes. I'm sitting down to discuss this progression, celebrate our accomplishments, form a tighter community, and hear from people in the industry on how we can continue to better ourselves and our horses. It's been a minute. Hope y'all are doing well. I apologize for my brief absence. Uh, let's just leave it at there was a lot going on and I just kind of needed to focus on real life at the moment. And I'm sorry that, you know, this kind of took a back seat, but back. I have the next few podcasts already planned out. So, we will stay on track for the remainder of the year. Today, I'm going to talk about something that I feel like was really important for me during the rehab process, which was kind of handling mentally what was going on. And if you're going through the rehab process, then you understand what I mean when I say it's very draining. Um, It's a lot of one step forward and 10 steps back. And you're kind of just really hoping for the best. You're doing what you can. You're doing everything you can. And it's a very, it's a very selfless process. So my heart and, you know, everything goes out to anyone who's going through that because I I remember how how exhausted I was and um so I wanted to I wanted to talk about the emotional part of it because I feel like we don't really cover that a lot and then as I was you know kind of sitting down and sitting with what I remember from it I had these questions you know of like wording because I just remember feeling like I couldn't adequately express what it was I was exactly feeling because it was a whole mix of emotions. Um, But that led me into this whole thing. And if you're not familiar with Brene Brown, then I would highly recommend you guys go ahead and check out her work. She is huge on the vulnerability side of emotion, but she is basically an emotions specialist. So as I was sitting kind of processing what, what was going on, it led me to the question of, well, was I accurately phrasing how I felt to others? Because I didn't feel like I was fully supported during it. And there's a whole host of reasons for that. But even for the people who are genuinely trying to support and be, you know, just be there for me, there was a disconnect. And I think it was because I wasn't able to actually put into words exactly what I was feeling. And then this led to like this whole thing of how many people can actually express 
what they're feeling? Do we have the vocabulary to express what we're feeling? So this has kind of been like a deep dive into emotion and, you know, language on top of all of the other stuff that I'm already working on as far as the horses. So my brain is going a million miles an hour. So if I'm kind of all over the place, sorry. Um, but yeah, so we're going to kind of dive into that today. And I really, my hope is, is that you see it as more than just for rehab because this is life. This translates. We're all in a state of emotion. We're emotional beings where we live in emotion. And if we're disconnected from that, how can we be connected to other emotional beings if we're not connected to us? So that's kind of where this is led. I'm going to jump into that. Quit delaying. Um, so as always, if you want to connect with me outside of the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram at daring to cowboy. If you are not already subscribed to the podcast, subscribe, join, join the conversation. Um, if you ever want to be a part of the podcast, I think I say this all the time, but please let me know. I 100% want different opinions and I have some people coming on the podcast um, here soon. So I'm super excited about that. But I do want to just kind of continue to offer that to people. If you have something you want to talk about, by all means, please reach out to me. This conversation is not just one-sided. If you are not already getting notifications for a new podcast drop, make sure you hit that notification bell. And let's just dive right into this. So what does emotional health have to do with rehabbing horses? I would submit to you everything. As we jump into this discussion today, I want to say first and foremost, this is my heart. I'm grateful for the opportunity you all have provided me to present this to you, and I'm looking forward to going in deeper. The reason I want to put this here in the series is we're nearing the part of my story where understanding what I was going through and how it affected my emotional well-being comes into play. However, I want to also add that this isn't just for rehab. This is for training, competition, and your everyday interactions and relationships. This idea travels, and this honestly changed my life. So my first question is, how many of you were raised in a way where you were encouraged to talk about and embrace what you were feeling? To answer this, I did a poll over on my social media, and the overwhelming answer was very very few of you. I think at some point in time, we've all been told to just hike up your bootstraps and keep going. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge advocate of pushing through tough situations and learning from them. And I think there is growth opportunity in that. But burying what I was feeling at the time never really served me. And to be completely transparent, it's popped up 
at different times when I wasn't expecting it and I wouldn't have had to deal with it when it popped up unexpectedly if I had just addressed it in the first place. So the danger, in my opinion, is we now have people who are so disconnected from their emotions that when those emotions do surface, they don't know how to gracefully handle them. So I'm going to throw this idea out to you guys and brace yourselves. Some of y'all are going to hate this, (laughs) but we are not beings of intellect. We are beings of emotion who tap into intellect. It's no secret, and I think we can all agree that humans are social creatures. And because of that, we crave relationships. So therefore, it stands to reason that we are emotional beings. I'm going to give you an example. And I think we can all agree that we know when we're being emotionally exploited. It's a terrible feeling. I would venture to say that most of us have felt that way. So I want you to think for a moment how that experience made you feel. Or if you've never never felt that way, how you think it would make you feel. Do you feel anything in your body changing? I want you to sit with this for a minute. Pause the episode, sit with it. Did it make you tense? Did you feel something in the pit of your stomach? We feel emotions first in our bodies. That's how we begin to process. So what this... What this dive into emotion has brought to light is we need a bridge between our emotions and our intellect because they're complete opposites. And I think that forming a bridge for us, which the bridge is going to be language, is how we'll learn to one control them ourselves, but express and have empathy for our fellow humans who are going through the emotions that we are. There's too many emotions to talk about in one podcast. I'm not even going to try. So we're only going to cover the ones that I experienced firsthand going through the rehabilitation process. But if you'd like me to dive into this thought process more, I'd be completely happy to do that in a separate episode. One last thing I want to point out before we dive in is until we are connected with our emotions, until we have the adequate vocabulary to express to others how we are feeling, we will never be able to truly connect to our peers. So I'm going to start by defining connection. And this goes, and I love this so much because this goes for people and for our horses. So you're going to see the correlation between the two throughout this entire podcast. So connection by definition is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength 
from the relationship. So if you listen to anything that Warwick Schiller does, um, and if you know me, then you know that I am like obsessed. I am literally picking apart everything. I'm so far deep into the Warwick Schiller training hole. It's insane. And I love it so much. Um, but he has this, um, the principles and I forget exactly how he puts it, but it's being seen, being heard, feeling felt and getting gotten, I think is how he puts it. And he does that because with, with horses, we tend to just kind of run around. We tell them to move. We just, we're ordering them around constantly. And when they give us those signals, like, I would really rather not, or, Ooh, I don't like that. Or can we please not? Most of the time we just kind of bully them through it and we keep going. So this, this is the concept. So let me ask you this. What would your life look like if stress wasn't something that you dealt with on a daily basis? I asked this question a lot when I was going through the rehab process. I felt stuck. And I used to just sit there and be like, what would this be like if I could just truly enjoy the process? But that's not how life works. And if you're going through the rehab process, then I think most of us can agree that it's one step forward and like five steps back. And as soon as you think you're making progress, something else pops up. And you're once again reevaluating where you go from here. There was never a time, you know, personally that I wasn't stressing about him or... I can't actually remember a day where it wasn't the main thing that I was thinking about and I wasn't stressing about time and money. And then there were other times where I felt like I'd been hit by a truck and I could physically not do anything. You know, I'd get to the barn and I'd see him lame again or I'd see that he had dropped more weight. And when I'd feel that taking the breath away kind of sensation, I'd just be like, oh my gosh, my stress is like through the roof. But what I came to realize is I was mislabeling that as stress. So let's look at the true definition of stress quickly. Stress is when we evaluate environmental demand as beyond our ability to cope successfully. This includes elements of unpredictability, uncontrollability, and feeling overloaded. We live with stress every day. So what was that feeling that I was feeling of like being hit by a truck, of the wind knocked out of me, where you physically cannot do anything to help that feeling go away? Because that's where I was finding myself, and I think a lot of us find ourselves there, but we mislabel it as stress. Overwhelmed. An emotion and or cognitive intensity to the point of feeling unable to function. Phrased another way, our nervous systems cannot keep up 
with the pace that we see our lives unfolding at. What I see a lot is, and I've done it so many times, is I switch out overwhelmed for stress and stress for overwhelmed. And mislabeling it psychologically when you're stressed, you react more to the overwhelmed side of things. So then people say, oh, you're overreacting. And when you're overwhelmed, you try to do the stress reaction, which is organize and label and do something. And that only makes it worse. Do you get what I'm seeing? What I'm going over here? That feeling when you get off the phone with the vet and they say that it's going to be another nine months. Or they say that there's a chance that they won't fully heal. That feeling of your gut crumbling and folding in on itself, that's overwhelmed. And like I said, the problem is you cannot organize or plan your way out of that. The only cure to being overwhelmed is to do nothing for a period of time. You cannot plan or organize or walk your way out of that. Sit down. Good rule of thumb is I give myself 15 minutes of absolutely nothing before making a decision while overwhelmed. Because generally all of my worst decisions have taken place when I'm overwhelmed and I'm trying to do something about it. So let's give application because honestly, this is all just words without the ability to apply it. So if you've been around me or you know me for a while, then you know that three years ago I had a horrible accident. Um, the accident ended up putting me in the hospital with a fractured skull. And after I healed physically, I had to start healing emotionally. And I mislabeled at the time what I was feeling. I would say that I was stressed or I had anxiety, but in all honesty, I was completely overwhelmed by the sheer fear that I felt being around horses. I genuinely do think that mislabeling what I felt to myself and to others slowed my healing process down because they couldn't help me in the way that I needed. And at the time, I didn't understand why. So that's why I really do love that people are starting to talk more about this because we really do need to connect to our emotions because this is how we're going to connect to our horses and to our peers. It's human nature to set expectations. Like everything, expectations lead to emotions. So when you're going through this rehab process, you're forming a plan, setting your goals and actions is completely normal. It's what we're told to do. However, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to have to reassess and adjust. And you're going to have to do this a hundred times over because let's be real, our horses love to throw curveballs at us. My advice would be to form a plan, but don't get attached to it. Does that make sense? Understand that, you know, it's going to change and be ready to sit and sift through your emotions as it does. 
and have patience and grace for yourself and for your horse because you're both navigating your way through this. They're not enjoying this. Healing sucks. If you're anything like me, when things get hard, you self-isolate. Speaking from experience, this is literally the worst thing you can do. This is a time when you really do need to be vulnerable and open to others walking beside you because that changes everything. This is when you need to lean into your support group and understand that it is okay to not have all of the answers. Vulnerability breeds community. I think it's safe to say that we all understand that our horses are reflections of us in some ways. They are some of the most empathetic creatures on this planet. They understand emotion, and you couldn't really ask for a better support system. Most of the time, they know what we're feeling before we know what we're feeling. Be present in the moment. Sit with them. Feel what they draw up in you. Breathe and let it go. Being present is something that I'm absolutely horrible at. I'm not even going to lie. But it's a skill you can cultivate. And through this rehab process, honestly, this is the best time to do it. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because this process is not going to be easy. And I can guarantee you that there are going to be days where you're so stressed out And then there's going to be days where you feel like, I have this. And then the next day you're going to feel overwhelmed. And if you don't know how to adequately describe what you're feeling and ask for support, you are going to feel so alone. The hardest part for me was the isolation. It pushed me to one figure out what I was feeling and why I was feeling it and how to get through what I was feeling, but it also pushed me to focus on my horse. So, you know, just like anything, there's good and there's bad. Take what you can get. But the whole point of this podcast and the whole point of my social media is to give you a space and grace to walk through this and understand what you're, what you're going through and also to give you resources and people to reach out to. So I'll ask again, what does emotional knowledge and emotional health have to do with horses? Everything. We are on this journey of bettering ourselves, bettering our technique, and ultimately bettering the care and health of our horses. And if we're not bettering ourselves, then we're failing. Vulnerability is what is changing everything for me. And outside of my horses, vulnerability is still changing my life. But also understanding why I feel a certain way helps me to lock arms with others. People like you who are going through the same thing that I was going through. And it forms community. So sit with your thoughts. Sit with your feelings. I would challenge you to as you... When you can, as you are feeling things, look through the layers because it's never just going to be one emotion. But look through the layers and start trying to identify what you're feeling. 
because at the end of the day, unless we're actively trying to understand ourselves, we can't understand and we can't help anyone else.